Well, the holidays have kicked off with a bang at our house at least, and I find that as I'm researching the content for each episode, a variety of interesting things can pop up and catch my eye, and the result is a holiday potpourri of interesting things to talk about. For example, well, we came across a site that was interested in seeing how lightweight a bug-out bag they could create, and I also wanted to share with you the website at Refuse to Be a Victim, has a brand new look. There's lots to talk about. Grab a cup of something and join me inside. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim, personal protection training. We are located in the Medford White City area of Southern Oregon. The address, by the way, is 6800 Kershaw. That's where Corey bends into Kershaw out there by the Jackson County Sports Park. Come on by. There's a lot of good things happening, even if you're not a shooter. Well, as I said before we came in, there's a new design to the website. We've had some comments asking, make it easier to schedule and make it easier to schedule farther in advance. And we've done that for both. You can now see bookings that are available up to a year, and it's a fairly intuitive system. I even put extra instructions up in the front. So we hope you like it, and I am always welcome to positive insights and feedback. So the website is easier, and you can plan months in advance. Also like to talk about the holidays gift certificates yes they are still available for everything we offer and that includes private one-on-one -on -one training no they're not redeemable for cash and yes you do have to still book a couple weeks in advance it's not like a movie ticket that you just walk in the door but you're guaranteed a place in the class you want on the day you want it and it makes planning and your training so much easier one other holiday thing and i'd just sort of popped into my head. Season passes. We have them at the range, and they're a good, effective gift for the enthusiast in your family. The best part about this, they have not had a price increase in the six years I've been there. It costs $40 for a family, family's mom and dad and under 18 kids in the house, or $25 for individuals. And go ahead and find a better deal than that anywhere around here. So that's kind of cool. I mentioned I was uh, reviewing sites and I found a post on size-related weight and packing. Question was, can you build a 25-pound bug-out bag with everything in it that you need? Well, this got into, and I found this really interesting, the size of the item. And I started to question whether saving an ounce or two ounces was realistic versus the practicality of what you're giving up. I don't have a strong feeling on this because I am constantly going through and redesigning what I have in my backpack, my bug out bag. First of all, it has to be age appropriate. That's very young, if young children are going to be involved. Is it something that's going to be safe or useful for them? Or for someone like me, I'm over 70 and weight becomes a problem. The ability to carry it not only easily, but long distances, and the repacking involved. I've seen some brilliantly creative ways to pack, but if you ever have to get out and go 
from your campsite or where you are, if you need to move, getting all this stuff repacked like a uh, parachute is going to be somewhat difficult. So I'm going to toss this out to you, friends and family. What do you think about size and weight versus realistic and practical? Uh, the only I tend to look towards practical if I don't care for sporks. Sporks aren't much good for forks. They aren't much good as a spoon. And really, you don't gain that much in weight. I like a good, if I have in my backpack, I have several real real spoons. Tablespoons, as you would consider them. They're a little bigger than the soup spoon or cereal spoon you might have at home. But these are just the little tiny nickel-dime things that start adding up to an overall good experience. I did also note there are over a hundred, I was stunned, over a hundred prepping sites you can look at. The good news is I tend to cut them down pretty, pretty quick. I cut down about 40% of them as they are too political in content, and that's both from the left and from the right. Politics too often covers the information and spends a goodly amount of page space and page time Getting into the politic game of blaming the other side, this will diluting the information and the content. Your political views are yours. God bless, enjoy. What I'm saying is if I spend my valuable time, because I look at time as the most valuable commodity I'm given the possibility of every day, the time I spend, if I want to look at prepping, I want to look at good, solid, valuable information for me and my family. Of the remaining 60%, about half of those I'm not going to engage with because they're too chock full of pop-ups, redirects, annoying ads, and fabulous secret sign-in now and join deals to learn the secret of eternal life. I think a web page, and I take this from a professional perspective, I got paid for a lot of years to design them, uh, you should not have an ad every four sentences. That makes it really hard to read. And I've come through a number of those just in reviewing. So don't be afraid to delete. Don't be afraid to say, eh, no. There's a lot of good sites. I also found out there are sites specifically for rural specifically for urban and even into apartment-based persons who need to prep. There was also several new sites for and by women, a different perspective. Uh, there are also some interesting sites. Uh, one was with the Urban Survival Site, and I'm going to, of course, include that link. And it had something I hadn't even thought of. It's called People to Avoid in a Collapsing World interesting bit of reading. I'm not going to give you everything. I'd like you to go to the site and read it. This is one of those sites that is about half ads and half pop-ups, but the article was strong enough that it was worth looking at. It begins with talking about how a pandemic and police shootings changed people in the past couple of years, how our world began to change. Imagine what it's going to be like when people turn their water tap and nothing comes out. Or you go to the grocery store and there's nothing on the shelves. Uh, there are certain types of people that you're not going to want to be around. And you're going to have to look deep into yourself and determine what kind of person you're going to be.
What are you today? What are you going to do? What are you doing in bad or dangerous situations? Uh, there's an old movie I saw. The guys, it's the old bad guys come into the room and the guy's standing next to a woman. And he says, do what you want to the girl. Just leave me alone. Well, in the movie, it got a chuckle, but stop and think about it. <laughs> there are actually people like that. There are things to remember, like everybody's going to lie to survive. What happens if somebody comes to the door? A mom and a couple of kids. We want to help, but they could be a recon group for somebody or scouting for resources. You can't know this, but realize people, and this includes you and me, we are all going to do what we need to do to survive. How do you vet people? How do you allow people into your circle of trust? If that circle of trust phrase is something you have not thought of, perhaps you might want to uh, think about that a little. Be a careful of problematic people. Real harsh, be careful of sick people. Sick people require attention, and if they have sickness of a contagious nature, that can also get you sick. So determine how you are going to deal with sick people. Do I have an answer for that? I've kind of got one, but I think that's something we're still going to be looking at. One thing I found absolutely fascinating, people come up and offer you something. If someone's selling or bartering or even offering you something out of nowhere, just like now, I don't trust that. Something for nothing? Too good to be true. It could be a tactic to lure. They could say you stole it from them or now you owe them because you took something for free. These are like the window washers in New York City who kind of show up, wash your windows, and then spit on your car if you don't tip them. These people can be dangerous not only to you, but especially to young people. This article goes on and on, and I'd like to recommend uh, you read it. We're seeing more and more types of issues come up, more and more problems. So let's, let's take a look at us. Look at yourself first. Look in the mirror and determine what you are going to do and have those conversations with your family now, not when somebody's standing at your front door. Another thing we all agree on is first aid and the need for medical prepping. I've talked about that. I've tried to be as good as I can at it. There's always room for improvement. But one site that uh, I had caught my eye a while back and then dropped off the radar was Doom and Bloom. And these are a doctor and a nurse. Joe Alton is retired but actively licensed MD. And his wife, Amy, is a nurse practitioner and certified nurse midwife. If you go to their site, they have a lot of good information and they have uh, even hands-on classes. Now, unfortunately, this is on the East Coast. Uh, I want, I'm going to go to the website and look. I want to say Kodiak, Tennessee, or Kodak, I'm sorry, Kodak, Tennessee, and they have different classes at different times. They do give you beyond what I would be able to offer you or your, what I've seen available here. They give you a pig's foot and a suture, and they teach you how to do emergency stitching correctly, suture placement, uh, cleanliness, proper aftercare, things like that. 
as you're looking at the training, I kind of use them as what I would like to see in the training I get locally. One class locally I found exceptionally valuable, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, Ashland Fire Department offers a, a Stop the Bleed class, and I found that very, very worthwhile. You might want to reach out to them and see when the next one is available. Another thing I found very interesting, also on the Doom and Bloom site, was bartering. And if you're bartering off the grid. A lot of times, folks get really blown up, wrapped around having precious metal for bartering purposes. Well, there's no reason to have not, not have gold or silver, if you can afford it. Uh, you, you can't eat it. Precious metals are only going to be useful only in the earliest stages of a long term. Other items like food, medical supply, are going to have more long-term values. Stop and think about this. Uh, cash, at a certain point, is going to lose its value. You could use it to start a fire or as bathroom tissue. Then gold and silver will replace paper money, and then pretty soon you're going to have to start looking as food and looking at other things. How do, You're going to run out of bleach. How do you make bleach? Got some good information on that. Ammunition is barter. I can see that as a valuable thing. I can also see that as highly dangerous, giving somebody a, a box of 5.56 five, shells, and then five minutes later, you've got incoming rounds. So stop and think about that. Another thing folks don't realize, medical supplies and knowledge can also be bartered. Sutures, medical supplies, do you have extra antibiotics? They are available. I put that up, I think, a couple of weeks back. And if we have enough interest, I will revisit that. It is possible to purchase not things like oxycodone, but things like uh, you would need in staph and strep infections, things like that. Never expect to get something every time you help somebody else out. You cannot estimate the value of goodwill. That's very important. On the other hand, you can't empty your cupboard and then end up with nothing for yourself. All right, what else should we talk about? Ah, yes, wrapping up, let's look at the holiday gifts for prepping. This is a beautiful time of year. Holiday sales, my inbox is full of 40% off and free shipping on a number of things I really like. Gift cards, yes indeed. Gift cards, and these can be used for the should have and the needs, rather than that 32 function pocket knife that has a wine opener and plays come all ye faithful, batteries not included. Look at things that every prepper is going to need. I find it simpler to ask. I'll give you an example. My first wedding many, many years ago was a huge affair. Uh, big church wedding, country club, blah, blah, blah. I was 22. It was silly. My former and I ended up getting 14 toasters. So much for the gift registry. Ask people what they need or go with the gift card unless you have first-hand knowledge. So take some time. Give yourself the gift of good information. Find out what's there. Look at, I googled top-rated survival sites. Then I googled top-rated urban prepper sites. Bear in mind, when you enter survival versus prepping, you're going to get different content. 
Often you end up with the survivalist or uh, off-the-grid look. That's not bad. That's different. So understand, going in, what you're going to be getting. If you're going to get things for holiday people, find out what they need. Get them something good. That's the other thing. I would rather have one good knife than five gas station knives, truck stop knives, things like that. The articles I've suggested I find very useful, and I hope you will too. So, with that, uh, holidays are upon us. We are going to see some odd scheduling of this. I've got to be away for a bit. Uh, my wife and I are going on the road, down the road, so there'll be some sporadic dropping of the podcast. I do get letters occasionally, and I am serious. I do read them. If you have a suggestion, if you have a good idea, uh that's fine. If you have a site you particularly like, this is an aggregation site. I go find other information. I go, whoa, this is pretty neat. And I'm sharing it with you. The site also, and I got this question, how do you make any money doing this? I don't. This podcast is a service to the community, we hope, from Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. The opinions are mine and generally are those of others, but not always. They are opinions and you're entitled to yours, I'm entitled to mine. We don't charge this. If you'd like to have a 90-minute presentation, getting started and prepping, survival beyond the bug out bag, I offer these at no charge in the community. These can be to any civic or uh, church group. That's fine. We don't do political-related content from anybody for any purpose. Don't bring us to our fundraiser for so-and-so because we ain't going to show. Uh, but we would like to offer uh, communities around the area. We've, Like I mentioned before, we had good luck in Ashland. They seem to enjoy it. And we're making this available for after the holidays. Right now, everybody's busy, including me. But uh, coming into January, February, and March, I am making those available uh, to members of the community. You've got to have a place to hold it. And you got to have parking near the door for me. <laughs> That's about the only thing we ask for. Other than that, we're easing into the holidays. It's the 1st of December. My goodness, can it be too far down the road? Uh, be good to yourself. Share this podcast with your friends, your family. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you at the range. The preceding program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.